Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast, it's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie, and, and it, is, it is me, I've gone all Shakespearean, it is I, Ellen Gibson. It is you, Ellen Beatrice Gibson. It is me, yes. Thank goodness it's you. I am so pleased that you're on your own podcast. You're very welcome. Ah, uh, so, Ellie, we are, we are, I'm going to speak for us both. We're delighted that Dr. Anne Harrod Rudkin is back on the sofa. Hello, Dr. Anne Harrod Rudkin. Hello. Hello, both of these. <laughs> <laughs> To thine be the glory. Now, now, Ang Harrod, you, you've got 20 years experience as a clinical psychologist specialising in children and families. What the fuck are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound relevant at all no. to our interests. What the fuck? <laughs> why have we got it back, Ellie? Also, why would you do that? That sounds hard. <laughs> families, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you just put a gold cat suit and tell jokes about your fanny like a normal person? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Make them laugh, Ang Harrod. They don't need help. <laughs> oh, well, no, absolutely thrilled because, like, the last time we saw you was just minutes before we all went into lockdown, and we did a fantastic oh. podcast. Let me just praise myself um, about anxiety and talking to children, and and we talked about girls and all those sort of things. And then, and then the world shut down. It did, didn't it? It did. Mm. And I remember distinctly being here and just that sense of sort of living in a slightly you know, liminal world. We were heading into something, but we didn't know what we were heading into, did we? No. no. Thankfully, thankfully we no, didn't. I think know. probably for the best. Yeah. Yes. And did your clinical uh, psychologist skills serve you well in the pandemic? Did you absolutely ace the homeschool? You got very well-balanced, happy children. You just smile through every day. Oh, yes. No, no, not at all. I am no teacher. I've realised this. I'm very impatient and I find it very difficult to um, kind of go at somebody else's pace. So, no, uh, I left that to my husband because he's an air traffic controller and clearly there were no planes in the sky so he um he he's far more didactic in general and likes to lecture oh. so actually he was perfect for a bit oh, and just, yeah. just waving table tennis bats at the children do yeah. your maths now yeah. do your maths. left left right right forward, yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah you've got 30 minutes to land go yes. go go yeah. but do you know what was really interesting um at the start my work got quieter because all those kids i had been working with who had felt anxious about going to school being bullied um doing exams looking a certain way acting a certain way they were suddenly in a bubble mm. they didn't have to go out they didn't have to see anybody they didn't have to do anything so actually anxiety for the anxious kids went really 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 down oh you must have been fucking furious <laughs> 
me. This pandemic's put me out of a job. Bloody oh, hell. I don't want happiness. <laughs> what Contentment. I've got to secure children to me as a clinical psychologist. This is an absolute disaster. I'll oh, put away my money gun. Oh. Thank you. Screw you, Wuhan. Oh. <laughs> well, and be careful what you wish for because then, oh of course, we mm. go back into relatively normal life. And all of those kids who did have anxiety and then didn't had anxiety again, times a thousand. And then those kids who've never been anxious in their life suddenly were really anxious. Mm. So, so, um, so you've definitely yeah. seen an uptick. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But in parents as well as kids. Uh, okay. Mm. So yeah. I think that's the, we kind of put all of the problem in the child. Oh, my child's not functioning. Mm. Oh, you know, they're worried about this or they're sad about that or they're refusing to do that. Whereas actually a lot of it was us as parents just struggling to figure out how to do it ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think... You know, just healing the child, in inverted commas, I think, is only part of the solution. Mm. We need to um, debrief parents as well. Yeah. What should you do if you're a parent who you, you have seen that in your child? And again, perhaps in yourself, maybe. I mean, looking at yourself sounds like a good a good top tip. But um, what what because we know that mental health services, again, are under more pressure than ever. Mm. Like, what, what should we be doing if we're concerned about that? I think... There's, uh, yeah, there's massive waiting lists for mental health services. Any private provider probably has a massive waiting list. So suddenly you cannot just access the services you need straight away when you need it. But there's amazing books. There's fantastic websites. There's a lot of online stuff now that you could do in the meantime. I think our confidence as parents has been completely eroded, A, through lockdown, mm. but B, through just a general air of perfection when it comes to parenting which you both obviously do fantastic work around um in terms of dispelling the myth it's well, not we are, about of being perfect brilliant parents so we sat an absolutely <laughs> tip top we model we model some great behaviors yeah well, i'm not going to disagree you we're going to really, disagree really do. <laughs> and um so i think being able to so as parents think, OK, maybe I didn't do that so well or maybe that wasn't so great or maybe in lockdown I struggled a bit and I, you know, I didn't function that well. But it's just being aware of that and then getting support for yourself and mm. then so that you can then support your child rather than just putting your child on a waiting list and just getting frustrated for two years mm. waiting for services. So it's a, I don't want that to sound as harsh as it does because we've all been through it. But it's just thinking, what can we as parents do now that will help us to help our kids? Yeah. And maybe not, are you saying not beating yourself up about what you might, the fact you might have let them watch your iPad for six yeah. hours a day. I'm not, I'm just fucking an example out of the air. Six, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm thinking, oh, my child's like this because I messed up in lockdown or I was too stressed to, or I didn't do crafts with them or I didn't, you know, cook wonderful, wholesome meals. From, it's, it's not about beating yourself up. It's it's about thinking, okay, what role do I have to play in mm. how my kids are right now? And mm. what can I do to change it? Yeah. Some things I just cannot change. Most people were doing the best that they possibly could. And you haven't necessarily fucked them up forever because no. you let them watch a lot of Peppa Pig or they ate frozen pizza no. every day for a fortnight Absolutely or indeed not. six months. No. Absolutely not. Good. Oh, oh, well, this is, this is very, very good. <laughs> now we can all have a deep breath. Mm. Now you mentioned there, Ang Harrod, books. Helen... <laughs> Have you read any excellent books, perhaps about child development or psychology lately? Do you know what? Funny you should mention that. This, this book is just in my hand, Ellie, oh. and it's called Split Survival Kit. Who wrote it? That sounds great. Dr. Anghara. Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Anghara. Dr. I love her work. Do you know who wrote this, Ellie? Who Dr. Anghara Rudkin. Oh, we 
wait a minute. She sat right here. Absolutely. She also had some help from Ruth Fitzgerald, who yeah. is a child author. So that's very exciting. But the sub the subheading is 10 Steps for Coping with Your Parents' Separation. What an excellent book and very relevant to mine and 50% of the population's interests. <laughs> Thank you. Well, really 100% because separation is not uh, in isolation, as Ellie Gibson is very, very acutely aware, in that either you or your friend will go, or your yes. mum or your anyone, your cousin. Or someone you hate, in my case. I know, <laughs> I know you. Also, I know someone who I hate who went for a separation. But that's, that's a story for another time. <laughs> that's <laughs> after we stop recording. Um, but yeah, no, I think what a fantastic resource. What a fantastic book. But it's not just written for parents, although I have very much enjoyed reading it. But what age group is this book targeted at? So this book is targeted at roughly eight to 13 year olds Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of lovely books out there for the little kiddies you know mummy and daddy don't love each other anymore and some lovely books and there's some for teenagers but there was nothing in the middle yeah Mm. there's nothing like this is why mummy's keying daddy's car exactly exactly (laughs) and um the average age i think of a child when they go through a divorce is 10 so of course that's all slap bang in the middle of this age group so we just thought children are getting really interested in non-fiction in general and sort of... Oh, really? Yeah, and it's sort of emotional, literary type books. So we just thought, well, let's do it. Let's plug that gap Um, because we don't talk about it until it's too late. So, you know, people only will buy that book when they've been through a divorce or about to go through a divorce. What I'd love is that every parent reads that book, Mm. even if they're beautifully and perfectly happily married, just they've got an idea of, okay, this is the kind of thing, if it happens that we need to be thinking about with our kids. Yeah, and also I think, you know, in terms of empathy, like I think so many friends at that age don't have the language or they don't have the skills in which to support a friend or know what to say. I mean, I know my children are very articulate and talk about the divorce very openly, but that's something that I've encouraged. But then I know um, other people who I've talked to and friends who don't want the conversations to happen and they're very very private so therefore their children don't when they're asked they don't really know what to say or or embarrassed or whatever and and obviously you can say as much or as little as you like but I think having a toolkit and and it's such a gentle fun toolkit as well and it's and I I really like this it's such a, a positive spin on every aspect that you cover like what what can you gain from divorce what are the happy things what you know and I think and you provide so many key words in which they can kind of unpack as well so anyway I'm not I'm just basically telling you what your book well, why no. don't you talk about your book <laughs> sorry sorry I'm sorry. really don't, pleased don't to buy it now listen <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pleased that's what you took out of it because that's exactly what we wanted we wanted mm. a book you know divorce is a heavy topic mm. and most adults when they sit down with kids to talk about divorce have a special divorce face and they do the special divorce talk and it's very heavy mm. you know yeah. it's very mm. heavy so we you wanted you say we use a different face maybe well, you could maybe, maybe your cum face something yeah, like that yeah. Yeah. possibly possibly <laughs> let me know how that one goes <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about kind of making light of it, not mm. not making it, not dismissing the importance of it, but actually mm. this is part of a child's life. And if handled okay, it can just be part of a child's life. It's just yeah. one of the journeys that they go through. And so it's about having that lightness and a little bit of humour, mm. um, but also being deadly serious about the things that we need to be, which is these are the skills that you can develop that will not only set you up for life, but will get you through this 
this phase, mm. this bit of your journey. Yeah. Um, and it's all based on evidence. So we wanted to make sure it wasn't just like me personally saying, oh, this is how you do it, or Ruth saying, oh, this is what I found. But actually looking at the science and the research and saying, these are the kind of things that kids use that can really help them to get mm. through. Yeah, and it's not just saying, this is what you should do, yeah. which is I think a lot of baby books is like, your kids should be doing this and that you saying look this is what might happen mummy and daddy might be cross or mummy might say something awful about dad and dad might behave in a certain way how do you cope with that yeah. and know that you're still loved but these this is just a a finite time and it will get yes, better exactly. and i think i think that's it and i think you know for parents you often want to go oh i just want everything happy mm. but life isn't like no, that and no. i think that's what kids need and I think that's what I initially did in the divorce I just said to the kids I just want this to be a happy home and I gave them too many sweets and had no boundaries because I was not coping but then you know you cope with iPads and sugar don't yeah, you because yeah. you're like this is what makes you happy this is what yeah, makes numb you it, happy numb it yeah numb it. exactly yes. hide it hide yes. it avoid it yeah <laughs> I'll pour the wine you have a jelly bean everybody's happy <laughs> we've all done it we've all and done we don't it. have to brush yeah. our teeth or go to yeah. bed yeah exactly <laughs> well and then part of that is acceptance so in the mm. book we're really like literally from the first chapter we're saying you you accepting this is the first and most important step because if you fight it if you deny it, if you avoid it, if you know you pretend it's not happening or if you don't talk about it, it's just going to make it worse. Mm. So actually accepting it, and especially for kids who are just desperate to get the mum and dad back together. Yeah. You know, if I do this, maybe they'll get back together. If Even though rationally they know actually life is probably better now with mum and dad separated, there's still this little fantasy that actually if I just do this, it'll make, get them back together. Mm. And accepting that A, you were nothing to do with the divorce, and B, you are nothing to do with getting them back together. That actually, this is between the mum and the dad, the two adults. This is their thing, and they're the ones who have to sort it out. Yeah, and I think that was really great that you started the book talking about that because I think that's the the first. They don't want the change. No, they don't no. want the change. They don't want to go to do two different houses, sometimes three different houses, mm-hmm. and and I think that's more than anything that that they were like. But I just want to be in my one room every day of the week and all those sort of things and then and further down the line I love that you've got a checklist like have you remembered your toothbrush have you got you know a spare pair of pants remember your PE kit if it's happening like those sort of those sort of practical tips are really good because I think you can go into complete denial like I want the I want the parents to just sort everything out mm. but having a bit of ownership and a bit of well exactly and control yeah. mm, so yeah. you know for kids this thing happens to them and they have no control over it you know their life is appended a little bit or mm. massively depending on how it all goes and they have no control over it and so what they will try and do not consciously but what they'll try and do is then create control and they'll do it through potentially you know challenging behavior refusing to do things getting a strop on whatever it is that's yeah. how they'll try to control so in the book we say look there are other more helpful ways of trying to get control which is communicate clearly and we give them a little communication plan um take ownership of what you need and what you'd like in each house and um, be very assertive be clear to your parents like I do not want to get caught in the middle here so if you've got something to ask mum go and ask her yourself or if you've got something to ask dad go and ask him yourself so mm. kind of giving them control in a healthy way because mm. we all seek control and we all do it especially when we're anxious and a bit unsure mm. yeah so to start with how you know what what's is is there a kind of a best way to tell the children it's happening like I, I hear what you're saying about you you should tell them obviously and you should be honest with them and talk over it now is that is that a sitting down situation do you do it separately do you do it, do it together like 
Well, there are some principles that you can follow. So maybe doing it out on a walk so that they don't sit on the sofa where mum and dad told us they're splitting up, you know, and that becoming a slightly triggering place for them. You could do it out on a walk. You could do it all together. That's the ideal so mm-hmm. that all the kids are there together because then you don't have the who was the last one to find out issue. Why was I the last one? You, you know, um, uh, doing it together, ideally in terms of the two parents together. So they're doing it as a united team. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it when you as parents have got just enough Oscar winning performance in you to make out it's kind of okay right because if you're sobbing your heart out I don't know the jury's still out on this whole kids watching seeing parents emotion like right. I'm I have not I've yet to meet a child who's fine with seeing their parents cry yeah. And I, you know, it's a really tricky one. And other kind of schools have thought, of, well, it's important for them to know how you're feeling and mm. sort of teach them that you're sad and you're crying, but you'll be okay. So it's a tricky one. But if you can, in that information sharing moment, just be, keep the emotional tone down mm-hmm. a little bit. Should you say, you know, we still love each other very much and all of that and we're friends and all that, if that's not true? <laughs> you do I think right. you have to say it's not your fault that's something you definitely need to say yeah. to kids even however old they are however obvious that might seem to you to them because kids are very egocentric they're going to think what did I do yeah. that made this happen so being very clear about that from the start um, but you can talk about falling out of love yeah mm. but actually you know we, we're still we still love you very much but we we don't love one another like we used to, and so we're going to separate. And but we're going to still be your mum and dad, or mm. you know your parents, and um, you're still our number one concern. Mm. Mm. And how honest should you be if there's been, for example, infidelity? Like, yeah. Do you do you tell them that? It's tricky. So depending on their age. Yeah. So we know adolescents, for example, are very black and white in their thinking. You know, that like the whole of adolescence, something's either amazing or absolutely awful. There's very little grey area. Yeah. Um, and so if they will jump to conclusions and they will kind of take sides, really. That's their sort of natural instinct. So if there's something like an infidelity there, then they will automatically take sides and that can disrupt that relationship with the other parent. So... It's it's a tricky one. There's no mm. right or wrong necessarily, but being aware of their relationship with the other parent sort of long term and how to keep that going. Because there's two main culprits in divorce. It's conflict and parental absence. They're the two. Not the divorce itself. That's fine. It's those two bits that often come with a divorce that really messes children up. Mm. Um, so if you can talk about the reason they need a narrative they need a story about the divorce they need a why Mm. so it depends how you want to play it yeah and just own it if you want to tell them everything just you know do it and 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 be confident and proud of that yeah and i think i mean from the the advice i got is that you you don't tell them once it's an ongoing conversation and so yeah i told 
I sat down with my children and my ex and we told them that we were separating and they were loved and we put a massive bowl of Skittles in the middle of the table. Fantastic. Very helpful. Um, uh, someone messaged me the other day and said, I read your book and I'm about to tell my children I'm separating and we got Skittles. And then mm. she wrote to me the next week and said, the Skittles really helped. Thank you very much. So you're welcome, um, both uh, divorced people and the yeah. Skittles company. That is Skittles the sweets, to be clear. Don't no, get like bowling Skittles. No. That just might be confusing. Is that right? I mean, I don't yeah, know there's speak a, for there's you. There's a potential for, for violence. Confusing. Uh, yeah, for the child. Yeah, Don't, you, you're not saying go to a bowling alley. Wine gums. And tell them that. Well, maybe a good distraction. Could do. Yeah, yes. maybe between you know. Oh, so daddy had an affair. Strike. Uh, it yeah. might be quite good to break up the rhythm. Yeah, of you could have like faces yeah. and the skittles, couldn't you? Of the various. Yes, you could. Yes, could. yes, yes. The mistress and this the is how many women he slept with. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. God. Try yeah. and get them all. Yeah, exactly right. Love it. Um, I I promised my children a kitten, uh, and because my ex was allergic to cats, uh, and so they went yay, and so that was great. So it was like dad's out, but we're getting a cat. We're getting a cat. Yeah. So I mean, you just like the solution to divorce for you is things that have the assonance sound of kit in kit and skittles. Just Kit Kats, Kit Kats, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so no, that's um, <laughs> but that's good. But I think, um, yeah, I, I think because it's the initial shock, isn't it? Yes. It's like yes. like any grief, and they are going, th- they're going through the process of grief, aren't they? they? Are. they so, are. so there's the shock bit and sadness. Then there's anger, mm. ang harrod. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good word to say after your name um so so i you know i'm much better at anger than um i i was i'm still a work in progress but how how is a good way to deal with uh anger with your children because initially you kind of go don't be angry everything's fine but how yes. do you go no be angry for yes. a bit That's yes <laughs> well so in our second chapter of our book we go straight in for anger because mm. that is the one that we all struggle with our kids at the best of times we can do sadness we could do worry but anger ah you know there's something must be really badly wrong with them if my kid's angry which actually is just another emotion like any other emotion and it comes from a sense of injustice and when you think about kids where their parents are divorcing you know my goodness why would they not be angry Mm. you know the the whole world's say being slightly upended they've got no control yeah it feels unfair to them. So anger is an absolutely natural part of it. Mm. And so, but of course it can be quite destructive in what we do with the anger. So we're very clear about anger being so important and absolutely fine, but what do you do about it? And, you know, the sort of the the heat of anger only lasts a certain little time, doesn't it? You know, you know that really absolute fury and so if you can we talk to the we say to the kids about sort of just stepping out of the room at that point and just letting it come down a little bit before you then go back in and say what you meant to say Mm. um we also talk about the effect of anger on our thinking that when we get angry our thinking becomes very sort of wonky and we become like i hate that one and that's always going to be awful and and actually just letting the anger go down before making decisions or before telling somebody exactly what you're thinking um but writing things down going on a trampoline um uh, screwing up paper scribbling on something you know anything like that that gets the physical tension out yeah is important but then that you have a little chat about the anger being aware that when we've been really angry our body takes a good few hours to calm down so mm. you might you know any teacher will know it in school kids had an outburst and then seems to calm down and then oh my god a break time they've add another mm. outburst and oh after lunch they've had another outburst so mm. our bodies take quite a long time to calm down after even after that kind of wave of anger's gone so just being aware of that otherwise the day is just going to get 
Mm. You know, if someone's been angry and then an hour later you go back into their room and say, by the way, you've got to tidy this up, then mm. they could just spark a fire. Yeah, you're stoking the fire. So, yeah. And can you talk us about, can you tell us about the three, two, one technique? Yes. Mm. Um, what you do is you get a dusty bin. Are we having to look this up in your book because you've forgotten your was own that, book? Was you even write this Three book? things I can see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I really did. I really did. I promise you. It's a pop quiz. Yeah. It's a pop quiz. Yeah. I like I like. I, I like think Ruth, Ruth Fitzgerald did more than oh. her show. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Such a fraud. I'm, just, I'm just proving that I've actually I'm read such the book. A fraud. Well, you see, it, I normally do it five, four, three, two, one. That's why I kind of looked slightly blankly at the end. Okay, that's because fine. normally we do five things you can see, four things you can touch blah 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 blah. but i think for simplicity i was wondering why did we make it just three to one it's just a bit easy just to think for about kids for yeah. kids so just when you're in that heat of the moment and you're we talk about waves of emotions and waves pass they really really come and they go and just hanging on in there in the midst of the wave and this three to one is a really nice thing that you could do it's kind of a grounding technique so you look and you think of three things that you can see and you literally say to yourself i can see that i can see that i can see that two things you can um touch you know i can touch the table like touch the sofa one thing you can hear that kind of thing and it just gets you back into your body nicely grounded and it just means your head mm. is not spinning quite as much as it was what are the other two things then for adults i'd imagine five things i can eat and four things i can drink <laughs> that often brings me back to I my think body that, yes that would be a very yes <clears throat> no what, what are the what are the other two for, for uh, it's, it's um tasting and smelling that's oh, basically what i said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> that's all senses all senses done absolutely that's it so so once the kind of the dust is settled a bit yeah. you've established that we're separating and, and perhaps one of you's moved out or whatever you know how then how do you deal with with the relationship then for example how do you deal with um you know managing your own relationship and we all know right that you're not supposed to slag off the other partner in front of the kids but what if the kid comes to you and starts slagging off <laughs> the other partner how do you manage that yeah that's tricky that's tricky because ideally you want to keep that relationship going um mm. with both with both parents um the kid, depending on their age, won't be able to do that themselves. So a lot of kids, parents say, oh, well, they're, they're a teenager. They'll be able to initiate contact or they, they can make their own decisions. Whereas actually, you know, giving a 12, 13-year-old a decision whether they want to see dad or not anymore is like, you know, you're just impossible. It's like giving mm. them a live firework. It's just like bad news. So I think if you if they're slagging off the other parent, then maybe saying to them, what, you know, how come you're thinking that? Mm. And maybe they might just say, I'm just really angry with them. They've messed up our lives. And, and being able to we talk about different perspectives, you know, you could be sort of different sides of the same table and have a different view about things. And that actually everyone's got their own story, their own perspective. No one perspective is right or wrong. Each one is as valid as the other. And it's just sort of accepting that. And if they're really cross with the other partner, that's fine. Mm. That's fine. And you can say, I, I can understand how you feel. What if they I do say, I don't want to go round there anymore, I don't want to see him or her? Mm, that's tricky. Mm. That is really Do you make tricky. them go? Mm. Yes, unless there's safeguarding issues. Really. Right. Unless yeah. there's safeguarding issues and there's some real, you know, what, for, for, for a numpty, for example, me, just what is safeguarding exactly? Well, I guess if, if they're going to be hit and abused and neglected right. and not cared for, if right. they did go to the house... Um, so, which is thankfully in a minority of cases, but it's something that's very, you know, when you when when you're parenting with somebody that you're not even talking to anymore, of course, your thoughts will turn towards things that they're doing wrong. 
Mm. Oh, well, they're not doing it like me, so therefore it's wrong or um, they're messing that up. So it's sort of trusting the other, like your trust will have just disappeared altogether in the, in your partner, but you've got to kind of trust that they can still parent okay. So if your child is reluctant to go, if you can encourage, cajole them to, and if it means that they don't do an overnighter, but you go and pick them up at 9pm on the Saturday instead, that's fine. But just to keep that relationship going, mm. because it's very, very hard to pick up on it once, mm. you know, four years have passed and they haven't seen mum or dad yeah that's hard um i was going to ask about family therapy because often um people have got in touch with me and talked to me <coughs> once um once you you've you know established the new relationship is it worth going back to kind of you know work on rebuilding mm. what what has been very much broken <coughs> Um, sorry, my old grey's gone down the wrong way. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I think time and affection and reliability, if you can do those three things, you'll repair it. Mm. Mm. I think if there, are, if there are elephants in the room and things that just haven't quite been resolved or have been there all along mm. that have never been resolved then it might be that you want someone else to help you sort of unravel it yeah but children do not enjoy family therapy no no <laughs> and i can say that because i do it with kids and i see their little faces <laughs> they're like oh, they benefit bitch from it again yeah, yeah. gotta go see that woman again and get all our filth out onto the mm. table so so it's, it's a tricky process so um yeah. but it can be an incredibly beneficial one but uh, again it kind of goes back to what we talked about confidence of parents actually i think most parents have all the skills that they need mm. to help repair that relationship it's just a confidence in doing that and i say they're the three things time affection and reliability nothing you might get away with it yeah do you need to get to a point where you see like in the movies sometimes you know families you know the parents can be friends and christmases mm. and birthdays together and all that do you, you see that, do would that? Be, no it no, would be good. lovely it would be lovely <laughs> there was that photo wasn't it that went viral a few years ago and there was a i think it's american and you had the kid and they all had their football shirts on and then you had stepmom and stepdad and mom and dad and they were all together and mm. it was this photo one i thought oh that's lovely i mean of course that would be ideal but only because then for the child, there's no choices to be made, no loyalties to have to, mm. you know, think about. Not, they don't have to think about anything other than just being with their family. Um, but that's very, that's very hard to do. Mm. Yeah, quite rare. And rare, mm. definitely. Yeah, I know, um, yeah, friends who have got um, gone through mediation and the mediator said to them, you know, it is rare to be friends. Like, yeah. don't, don't feel that you you haven't achieve the next level or, or yeah. success equals friendship um because i think a lot of people ask about forgiveness mm. and i you know personally i don't think i have to forgive my ex-husband to feel a sense of peace i don't think he he's owed it but um so many people go oh well, you've got to forgive to move on mm. But I don't know. I don't know what's your yeah, professional advice. It's a on? really trend, mm. not trendy, talk, but it's one that we, I think everyone's starting to try and figure out what is this forgiveness thing and mm. is it an important part in any healing process? But I think actually what forgiveness means to different people is different mm. because it's a very subjective experience. It's very hard for us to know when yeah. I say I've forgiven somebody, that means the same thing as when you've forgiven, forgiven somebody. So I think you can maybe understand why somebody's done something or at least 
appreciate their viewpoint um but that doesn't mean that you've got to then say to them that's completely fine what you did because that's what i think forgiveness is is you saying that's that's completely yeah cool cool fine. cool 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 yeah yeah great thanks so much for doing that thing yeah, you did yeah. to me yeah um, yeah and i don't think you've got to do that to, to to move on that's my personal sense i think you can do it by thinking okay they did that that really hurt mm. and right now i'm in no position to make it all okay for them yeah but i'm not going to let it get in the way of me needing to do my job which is basically you still need to co-parent so i've got to have some kind of working relationship with this yeah ex mm. so how can i go about doing that and you know kind of related to that is parents when they've got a kid who looks just like the ex oh, no. and they're like you know these these murderous thoughts i have towards my ex they sometimes flip you know flick into my head mm. when i'm looking at my four-year-old and my 14 year old because they look just like them or they just said that and it was just like them that's tricky uh, oh. um uh, yeah the other day um my daughter asked me um what qualities did you think i inherited from both you and dad Oh, <laughs> and and I, I said I'll get back to you on that yeah. uh, but my friends said just say you inherited the best qualities from both of us oh that's yeah. good and yeah. I went damn it but I, I, didn't, I didn't fuck it up I didn't go well no. <laughs> you're excellent because of me because I think I think that's the the point scoring I think that's when you can let yourself down well and you can in the heat of the moment can't mm, you and well mm. done you for not and if you do <laughs> the things you think and the things you say are very different <laughs> exactly. and if you do let yourself down just go back to them the next day and say sorry sorry that was yeah. completely out of order you just I, I was just in a bit of a moment there mm. actually i've had a little think and these are the things i think you've got from your dad punctual I, very punctual be, sometimes very punctual. good at math uh, good at math yeah. really good at you can maths. fold a crisp packet into a triangle yeah. do you know these are all remarkably important skills aren't yeah they? matching shoes outrageous yeah but, but what your daughter was probably saying to you was am i still an okay person because i'm half right. dad i'm half mum mm. am i still okay yeah, and when we slag off our ex, we're kind of slagging off half of our kids, yeah. and it's just letting, just being aware of that. That's really. it. The golden rule is love your children more than you hate your ex. Oh, I like that. Mm, it's beautiful. That you say I'll that get, on a cushion. That. Yeah, I'll get I'll get it across. Get a t-shirt. Yeah. Done. yeah now okay. I just wanted to quickly, when we're talking about moving forward, what happens when you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Mm. What's yeah. What's the best way to introduce them? First of all, how mm. long should you wait? Should you should there be a bit of time between the separation and the introduction or what's I suppose the your child is never gonna be as excited about a new partner as you're gonna be. Mm. Because mm. to them they've got mum and dad so what you know unless that new partner need? is like ariana grande or harry kane or <laughs> someone really good, or a massive youtuber then you might get away with it you might i've just got this image of like ariana grande and harry kane because they're about four foot different aren't <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Quite yeah, yeah, funny pairing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes exactly so unless they're really famous or have other <laughs> wonderful qualities mm. um but yes so it's knowing that your kid is never going to be as excited about it as you mm. are and and accepting, and accepting that, that yeah. that's it and they that's might it. not like them right no and you I mean, chances are they probably won't. However lovely they are, because they have already got two parents. Mm. So anything else is, you know, just not needed. So I reckon 
time-wise, there's you know there's no laws, but just let the dust settle first after the after the separation, and then once you've started your new relationship, give it th- I, three months. I would you know just to get really firmly established. You know, so from the start, not since the separation, you no, mean from the start of the relationship, exactly. Because right. those first three months are very important, you know, and trying to conduct a relationship when you've got kids and doing it secretly, you know, is really tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think then because the more secure you are in that relationship the more secure your children will be eventually Mm. so if you're still getting to know them and you introduce them to the kids and then it all goes a bit pear-shaped again you're just going to be quite cross with yourself and think oh Mm. why didn't I wait so I'd give it a good time just to get the relationship embedded and then don't flirt with your partner in front of your kids don't sit on their knee and, and give them love bites you know while the Sunday roast is cooking just just try and be decent about it because your kids do not want to see you falling in love and being all giddy Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. So don't, yeah. Don't be amorous. Don't be amorous. Because kids don't like it anyway. Oh, no. It's gross. Parents or adults being even vaguely sexual is just repulsive to them. So if it's their parents with somebody new, when they're slightly brokenhearted and can never replace, for example, in their minds, a mum, dad, then... It's just a bit tasteless, really, yeah. in their eyes. In their yeah, eyes. yeah. I think I think that's that's really good advice because I think it's, you know, I think sometimes when you've had a bad breakup, you're very quick. You might be very quick to move on and like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm happy and come and be happy with me. But yes. they need so much longer. Children they need, need so much. Yeah, so much longer um, time. So, oh no, I think that's that's good. And also, I think when the kids are spending time with you don't have your new partner there the whole time because they they sort of want that Mm. one-to-one time as well don't they definitely and you remember what it's like when you were young and then you're going out with friends and then one of them kept bringing their boyfriend with them you're like oh you know lovely though the boyfriend is i don't actually want to hang out with them i want to hang out with you my friend and so for kids it can very much feel like that you know however lovely the new partner is they still want time and that's often one of the upsides of divorce is that they get better quality time with each parent mm. because suddenly rather than just seeing, you know, dad from 6.30pm at night time, you know, they see him for a whole weekend every couple mm. of weeks. Actually, they can have it that do, real yeah. and mm. it is one of the upsides. So to kind of take that away um, too soon can can feel quite difficult. Oh, mm. that's that's blooming excellent advice. Yeah, so what sort of proportion should you be spending? So you've got this new partner and your and your kids. Do you yes. you know, how do you how should you be dividing that time? How much time do kids need with you on their own basically? Well, it would differ according to age, but also what they do, you know. So if you're if your time together previously to the new partner coming along has been sitting at home, I don't know, playing computer games together or baking or whatever, or if it's been going out to the beach actually keep those things going but then new partner can come for the dinner for Mm. example or Mm. it's like when you've got little kids and you're trying to choreograph play dates keep them short keep them sweet keep them very focused and then boom it's Mm. better to end on a high than think cripes are they still here you know and everyone's just run out of steam yeah so um so you could start off with I don't know if you had to put a thing like 20, 80% and then slowly build up to 50, 50. And so then 20% with the, the new partner, partner and then yeah. slowly build You know, up, and yeah. just about thinking about practicalities. Maybe the new partner's brilliant to, you know, they can do the lifts on the Wednesday night and that might be mm. quite handy. So it might end up going a little bit more. So whatever sort of works, but just keep an eye out on the 
kids because I say just because you've got your love glasses on that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they will yeah and then mm. and then what happens if the kids like well I want to spend all my time with with the other parent mm. but they are spending all the time with the new partner because I guess it's quite difficult then to go to your ex and go can you not spend so much time with your new partner please yes how, I mean can, should, how do you manage that well ideally in a way you can help your child learn how to say that to their dad or their mum you know when I come and see you dad can we make sure that we have just time just you and I um but if not I think as a co-parent being able to just say by the way I think they're they're missing time with you Mm. Mm. it's how you frame it isn't it they really love you exactly they really really love love you you. oh they love their time just with you just with you so stop being such a mm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) why don't you try not being such a cunt just for a Saturday afternoon just for a Saturday afternoon just for a Saturday afternoon just try it for a few hours you might like it I mean I know it's been 43 years but give it a go (laughs) give it a go Try new things. <laughs> try new things. Try being there for your kids on the road like they want, like they're asking for. Just an idea. Just an idea. Just putting it out there, putting it on the table. Oh, well, it's been lovely having you. Yeah, it's good. Thanks so much. Oh, and then finally, as a more of a general sort of, because I don't know everyone listening will have children of a variety of ages, what is the best way to, um, about rupture and repair? Mm. Because we we're, when we fuck up as parents... What's the best way to rebuild that relationship? How do you do the steps towards rebuilding it? Because I think, you know, both as the parent and, you know, wanting the co-parent to rebuild something that has, has had a pretty nasty knock. Yes, between the parents, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a bit easier when it's with the kids because you're the adult, so you've got to take the lead. But mm. when it's with the ex... I think just move into a co-working frame of mind. So mm. we've probably all worked with people in the past where it's like, cripes, I can't stand them. Mm. Oh, but, God, yeah. <laughs> but you've got, enough. Yeah. you've got to work with them. So you figure out ways of just getting mm. what you need to get done and without sort of engaging with too much of other stuff. So it's kind of just getting into that mindset. Mm. We've both got jobs to do. We both still need to parent these kids. I hate your guts, but I need to work with you. Yeah. And so to do that, I'm just going to get, you know, put your worky glasses on, put, you know, lenses that you see through and just think, right, job to do. I'll communicate information in the way that I need to. I'll take the emotion out of it all together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's good. Another another tip someone said is always wait twenty four hours to reply to a text. Yes, Ooh, strong. But you know, sometimes you can't when you're like, oh, the kids are coming home in half an hour. But you know, I think um, that's something that I've learnt to take a deep breath because you just want to yes. reply in all caps mm. uh, and in a shouty way. But um, yeah, but you get past that. You, yes, you, that's you. it. That's the waves, isn't it? If you if you send a text in the in the height of that wave when you're right in yeah. that wave of emotion, chances are, even though mm. it just feels good at the time, you're going to look back and think, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. Um, and always send one text less than you mean to as well. But that's more for when you're dating, you know, rather than trying to. Oh, mm. oh, that's new. Mm. Do you like that? Wait, talk yeah, me through that. Yeah. Well. So the idea being, it's not that you don't send texts or you don't reply, but just always send one less than you would like to. I always send one more. And then <laughs> regret it, I go, oh, anyway, one more thing. Oh, I listened to this song the other day and I thought of you. Uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to cook this for my dinner. Anyway, okay, goodbye. Let's speak yeah. soon. Kiss, kiss. Uh, How's that working kiss, out for you? Kiss emoji. <laughs> we all know it um, but yeah just you can give too much you can, you can you give can. too much and uh, there's nothing wrong with that and it's such a shame is, is that it is wrong? well it's 
it's a shame that all of the world isn't just kind of geared mm. up to people just mm. generously giving their love and their time and all. But mm. sadly, it's not. P- humans are complicated and things are twisted. So um, just hold a little bit back. All right, I'll write I'm, one, that, I'll, with yeah. I'm going to write that on my hand uh, in Sharpie. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, I did throw my, my phone in the bin for a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did have to say to my husband many years ago, you you don't have to send the la- like you don't have to reply to every message in in a conversation yeah. I, with me because he would not just me like the people he would like friends I'd be like you still do it you Pete could, and I have been texting for the last they, seven years the same conversation this is it just Pete and I are exactly the same person almost you can let the conversation stop at what the other person oh, no, says no, no, that's no. okay oh, no no that's it okay. makes me it makes me edgy I'm like okay bye bye kiss. Yeah, double kiss. I regularly don't reply to people, and then my parents ring me up and go, "Did you get the text message I sent you twenty eight minutes ago?" And I'll go, "Yes, but I'm doing other things with my life." Yeah, I mean, of all the people not to reply to, maybe your parents aren't the you know. Just know. send them one text more. Mate, that would be. I never get parents. anything fucking done. I would never get anything done. And love them, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've, we've solved so many problems we have and oh. Karen you're a fucking wonder she actually oh. is a experienced and intelligent 20 <laughs> years she's learned something <laughs> who knew who knew who oh. knew how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, shall we end, as always, as is tradition, with a scummy mummy confession? I think we should. Can I? Can I start? Please do. Quite recent. 
Uh, last night, Ellie and I were doing uh, our Edinburgh preview show. Uh, we've got a show on in Edinburgh in August, by the way. We'll plug that later. Um, but uh, while I was on stage, my son uh, sent me this text message going, Hello, it's the police. The cat Tigger has been sick all over the bed and all over the floor. You have to come home. I think we need to take him to the vet. Okay, bye, Mum. So, yeah. So I was thinking, oh, well, they've got a babysitter. There's two of them. Uh, so I thought, oh, I'll stay for another drink after the show. Uh, I'll avoid it. And then I came home. And then I had to, like, step over all of the cat sick. And then two kids were asleep in bed. And by that stage, the babysitter, I prayed her generously, had gone. But no one had done anything about the cat scene it was so gross and the cat was asleep um hugo had pulled out the under you know the the drawer under the bed so all the fresh sheets the cat was sleeping on the drawer of fresh sheets hugo was in my bed tilda was in hers and i was like this is fucking disgusting so i cleaned up cat sick and then by the time i got to sleep it was about 12 30 at night i was like gross I think oh, I think I know how them sacked. I need to replace them. All the children, them. Or the cat, or the, all of them, yeah, everything. Yeah. The yes. house, the flooring, they burn it down. Everything, yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start I've again. had enough of that. Yeah. Just I love them, yeah. really. But at I think that moment, you should go home, get a bowl of skittles, and tell your children you're separating from them. <laughs> That's what I think you should do. And they're taking, and they have to take the kittens with them. This maybe, time. maybe the cat ate the skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's my scummy mommy confession. It's fucking cat sick. It's not the first time I've mentioned it. Cats are great, though, but not... not Crusty cat sick. Gross. No, oh, no. vile. Uh, Ang Harrod, do you have a scummy mummy confession? Um, yeah, well, sort, it's sort of-ish in that my daughter got her braces off yesterday. Oh. So she's had them for 21 months, finally taken them all off. So we left the orthodontist. I guess it's a, it was a lesson to me on things mattering more to me than they do to her. So I was really excited for her, really excited. And I was particularly excited because her teeth had been so crooked that we'd got them all in the NHS, so I hadn't had to mm. pay a penny. So I was congratulating myself and her as we got into the car. And, um, and I drove straight into a bollard. <gasps> oh, darling! So the... Four thousand pounds that I'd saved. Oh, are you joking? <laughs> on the de- oh, I mean, God. I've got a really battered car, so it'll only be wow. I don't know. How but oh. I just thought that will teach me because she was not. She was just taking it all in a stride. Braces were off. She kind of quite liked them and sort of feels a little bit naked without them. I but did. I, I really. I yeah, I, I ignored really all that. missed them. And yeah. I was like, yeah, brilliant. We've done this. Brilliant. <laughs> Take it off, smash. Oh, and she mate. just looked up from Snapchat and just gave me one look and then went straight back into her phone, which then made me more furious because I thought that's it's actually your fault that I've smashed into this bollard. I managed to not say that, but oh, I was thinking it in my head. And then I thought, bless her heart, this is actually <sighs> nothing to do with her. It's just me as a mum with my weird ideas about things. Oh. I think Ellie crashes her car when she gets her braces off. She'll be giddy as a kid, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Be, it is, and it was one of those pollards just below the wind, you know, like oh, just no, a... Oh, no, no, and it just crunches. And then I had to yeah. s- kind of reverse out of the bollard. Oh, so just double the impact, really. Anyway. Mm. Oh, mate. That, you have that taught me, didn't it? Yes, you ha- you have my full sympathy. But Thank you. you know what, Ang Harrod? Don't beat yourself up about it. Thank yeah, you, physician. Yeah. Heal thyself. I'll eat some skittles. <laughs> yeah. and all would be well. Yeah, fuck it. It's just a machine. You should see my car. It's like a fucking bin. Um, uh, I, th- I think we should share the winning confession from last night, Ellie. Oh yes, please do. Oh my god. So this woman said that she had 
gone out to Magic Mike approximately six months after having her baby. She had had a triple prolapse and uh, she got a bit excited, had about many drinks. And um, one of the naked uh, Magic Mike men picked her up and swung her around. And, and uh, I'm not going to paint a, a prettier picture than her. Tell it her is. truth, speak her truth. She weed all over him. <laughs> She weed, but, she weed all over the magic mic. <laughs> but she said that he was so sweaty, she doesn't think he noticed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like a sprinkler. Yeah. Or maybe he liked it. I Listen, don't know. We've all seen the internet. There's I a mean, market for it. I mean, there's a lid for every pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was the winning confession oh, last night. Oh, my goodness. It was quite... Spe- I no- we've nothing we've, oh. like we've had before, was it, Ellie? Uh, well, you've had that before, because I've weed on you before during a dance routine. But yeah, that's I, a story for another time. Yeah, I picked Ellie up and she, I popped her on it's her shoulder. Naked. Uh, no, we were both wearing white Diamante cat suits, oh, mm, yeah. which we've actually washed recently. I'm going to wear. I had to wedding. wash them in my bath. Yeah, well, we could because... recreate the moment at the wedding as yes. a nice little gift. But this time, I will have a wee before we do the. <laughs> the and I'll, I'll try not to make my shower. Uh, my shower. My my. That's that, that, that was a fraudy. Yeah, my <laughs> shoulder so uh, bony. Uh, anyway, uh, that what, what lovely stories we've all given. Oh. Sick wee. Car crashes. Mm. I mean, all let the us hits. plug the book one oh, more yes. time. So yes, split survival kit: ten steps for coping with your parents' separation. So it's a book. It's aimed at kids, isn't it? It's aimed at kids, but I think parents can learn a lot. Yeah, I, I, there was loads of shit in here that I was like, oh yeah, oh mm. that's good. Maybe I should get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> this this makes it much easier. Oh, it's absolutely. Much more feasible. Now you've also written a couple of other books. Do you want to tell? Yes. Tell the listener about those oh, while you're well, here. Well, the one I was here to talk about with you a couple of years ago was Find Your Girl squad Mm -hmm. and that was all about girlfriendships and bullying and sort of dealing with that um and then i've also written with tanith carey two books uh, what's my child thinking and what's my teenager thinking and that's for parents Can you do what's my what's my husband? What's my boss thinking? What's my ex thinking? What am I thinking? That's yeah, what I need. Yeah. What am I thinking? <laughs> oh, I you need what's my cat thinking? Oh my god! <laughs> if it's thinking I'm going to be sick, you can close the drawer. <laughs> what's he thinking? That's what I need. I might be get a boyfriend. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think these books are absolutely excellent because I mean we even make light of this in our show. Going into the teen years, you feel like you're fucking. You don't know what you're doing. Oh my goodness, you don't. And teenagers I wouldn't go back. changing. I wouldn't go back really, to being yeah. a teenager. Would you? No. 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 Not at all. No, it's too hard. No. Um, and, yeah, and all the things that they have to face. But, you know, adolescence goes on until you're about 24. So I was thinking about when you met your mm. ex. You were 22? No, I was 19. You were was, 19. I was within 22. You were 22. still a kid. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was underdeveloped in some areas. You know, <laughs> but when you think about it, you know, meeting someone in your early 20s, you're still not fully formed. So, mm. um it's going to be difficult to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, as yeah. my mother always says, in the olden, when marriage was invented, yes. you got married when you were eleven, but you were dead at thirty-five. <laughs> so it's a different, it's a different <laughs> institution. Yeah, they were yeah. quite set in, had it by mm. yeah, mm. just about mm. twenty years of marriage. But yeah, um, so teenagers tricky, tricky, mm. tricky, tricky. Yeah. Just hang on in there. Just hang on in all there. All your books. Uh, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, quick bit of admin. We are going to Edinburgh from the. 18th to the 27th of August. Tickets on sale now from the Underbelly website. If you go to scummymummies.com, you can find tickets there for Edinburgh and indeed for all of our shows, Helen. Up and down the country. Um, very much looking forward to going back to Leamington Spa. Ellie. Oh, yes, that's going to be good. We've got Trowbridge coming, Trowbridge, Trowbridge. We're going know. wherever that is, uh, however you say that, in October. Mm. We're going Nottingham, we're going. Yes, that's a lovely one. And Dorking. Yes. That's a big, that's a big old venue. Come to that one then, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, and we have still got more dates that we're going to put up this year we're just finalising the you know boring old admin contracts and all that but yes do keep an eye uh, if you want to come and see see our show excellent marvellous oh and um, my paperback is out at the end of July so my book but a cheaper version of it a mm. softer version one might say lighter version uh, Ellie's chapter is obviously it is still in it yes very uh, very very good I think good. it to the front actually yeah, yeah to I, and entice yeah. the reader in the bookshop yeah yes. it's still have bookshops they still think who I knows no, no one knows they've gone like the libraries yeah but yes get divorced be happy excellent in fact if you are thinking about getting divorced why not Bun- give yourself a bundle, bundle. get, get a bundle happy paperback split survival kit for the kids yeah. there you are summer holidays done shining. that would be a good should. idea excellent excellent well I would like to talk to you longer but Ellie has to go and get a MAT done on her car I'm actually going to see a lawyer about getting divorced this, <laughs> this book's really broadened my mind uh, <laughs> it's so. a gateway book <laughs> thank you so much Ang Harrod thank for coming you. on the podcast again until next time <laughs> Really brilliant. Excellent. 10 out of 10. Good, isn't it? I'm mean, someone who knows shit. It's I know. really good. God. No heavy lifting for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to move in? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Especially in your kitchen. Lovely kitchen. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.